0: A Sunday Kind of Beauty, our bi-monthly episode of A Sunday Kind of Love dedicated to beauty junkies everywhere. I'm Maya Tan. Now on today's show, I catch a rare opportunity to interview Francis Kirkjan, artisanal French parfumier of Maison Francis Kirkjan.
1: You know, ice skating, you have two notes. You have artistry and technique. Artistry because you need to be very elegant on the ice and you need to be very gracious. And technique because when you do your, your turns and your Figures you need to, to be able to do them, and a good ice skater knows how to combine artistry and technique. Perfume is, in a way, could be seen as the same thing.
0: Next, with the holiday season coming up, I compare travel makeup kits
2: with Li Ying Lim, beauty editor of Harper's Bazaar Malaysia. Very important thing a face spray because my skin gets really dry on on flights and it's got this natural all the natural goodness of um, sea minerals so it keeps your moisture level in check and with end of year celebrations
0: up and coming Li Ying gives us a few snazzy tips on going from office
2: to party fifth one on my list is the um, By Terry Light Expert Click Brush so you just click once and you get a foundation a concealer and a highlighter all in one really easy and it smells amazing so if you ever get caught in a situation where you're going to get a kiss from someone special i'm sure you will love the smell trust me
0: first up french perfume maker francis kirkjan who likens the creation of his exclusive perfumes with the creation of art So what makes a quality perfume in your opinion?
1: A quality perfume is something you remember. So it has to do with the signature, but because signature is how you can remember the fragrance and who or someone who wears a fragrance. So that means that it has to be special so you can remember it. And then you have also something very technical, which is more about the trail, how you can smell the fragrance around yourself. You can see it as ice skating. You know, ice skating, you have two notes. You have artistry and technique. Artistry, because you need to be very elegant on the ice and you need to be very gracious. And technique, because when you do your, your turns and your figures, you need to, to be able to do them. And a good ice skater knows how to combine artistry and technique. Perfume is, in a way, could be seen as the same thing.
0: Can you walk us through the steps in the process of creating a new fragrance?
1: The process is, is uh, rather simple. You, you start with an idea, as in any other field. A painter will never paint if he has no idea or if he doesn't know what to paint. It's not about splashing colors on a canvas. Same thing with, with perfumers. If you don't know what to mix, if you don't know what to say with your perfume, there is no reason why you should mix. So the first question you should ask yourself is, "What do I want to say?" So let's take example. Aqua Universal, for example, my idea on aqua was to it was a feeling of freshness, not the smell of freshness, but the feeling of freshness. and how feeling fresh and putting on a fresh shirt like for example, or when you are in a hotel or even at home and you you, you go to bed and it's like the fresh the first night with your fresh linens. You have a feeling of that. There is a. It's not only the body, you have an emotional feeling of that first time mm-hmm. that you put on something. So it's an idea. And from that idea, the, the game, in a way, or the goal, is to create a scent that will translate that idea, that feeling, into something concrete. So it's almost like going backwards. You start with an idea, then you create, you, you're trying to mix and to blend ingredients to match what you smell, what you have in your mind, and you stop blending once what you have in your mind fits what you have in your bottle.
0: I understand. So this means that different smells will evoke different emotions.
1: Yes, and also the way you combine things. It's like, um, if you think about the keyboard on a piano, think about all the European masters playing on the piano. Like you have Bach, you have Chopin, you have Mozart. You have Beethoven. It's the same keyboard, same number of notes, mm-hmm. in a way. And yet, some composers are capable to create or to give you different emotions with the same keyboard. So, perfumes is exactly the same thing.
0: Tell me about the philosophies behind the creation of your favorite fragrance.
1: My favorite fragrance? Uh, I'm asking no, you
0: to choose no, no, between no, no, your I'm children. No, I'm not choosing.
1: I'm to- I'm to- I, may, I may talk about the next one, maybe, because uh-huh. it's... The favorite is always the next one, it's not, this is done, this is already old production in a way, you know, it's like a movie. What is exciting is, of course, that the the old movies are still seen and viewed, and and so in this case both. Enjoyed. And enjoyed, but because I create them, what what excites me is the next one, because this is where the excitement comes from, like the creation of the next one. the philosophy of the brand is, is about year after year building a kind of perfect wardrobe, olfactive fragrance wardrobe. A scent can be seen as a piece of clothing that you put on. Uh, it goes from couture scent or even some, like haute couture, bespoke perfume, to ready-to-wear perfume, things that you can share, like a white shirt. You can borrow a T-shirt from your boyfriend. It doesn't hurt. It, you won't look More masculine is just a piece of clothing that you can put on the same way. Uh, Aqua universalis, Aqua vita. You can, it's genderless in a way. So little by little, what I'm trying to do is like building that uh, fragrance wardrobe. So I basically dress men and women with fragrances.
0: And your next project?
1: It's it's about people being multiple. I think what I've loved about our era, about today. Is that a woman is not on, is not maybe like my mother used to be just one single person a mother is now multiple you have a, a working life you're a working mom you have a, you' are a lover you have like a, multiple personalities. multiple personalities in one in a way mm-hmm. same for women a little bit maybe less true for men, but I think for women it's very uh, To me, this is what strikes me right now when I look at all my friends and girlfriends and I see how they live. And it's not even in Paris because I have friends uh, in New York, I have friends in Egypt. Uh, So when I I look at them, I see that kind of diversity of femininity. And I think it's very intriguing. And I want to translate that into a perfume.
0: And what are the emotions connected to that right now?
1: I'm reading and looking at different iconic women Mm -hmm. trying to capture... What is, it, what is the essence of all these women. Yes. And I think there is one which is kind of the allure. To me, allure is more the statement and the body language and how you can put your body somewhere and how you act and how you, you're um, holding your head, for example. I think all this to me is very important. So it's related to that.
0: Uh, can you name some of these icons that you were
1: looking at? Um, there is my long-term favorite, which is, uh, Audrey Byrne, of course, because she's uh, even featured in my, in my story in Paris. Um, I love, in one of, one of, in Paris, Inès de la Fressange. She's a friend of, of the house. Um, she likes the brand very much, so, and she's to me, uh, she has that kind of attitude. But there are also anonymous people that I know. It's, they're just my friends. But they have that kind of, uh, I don't know, attitude and, sense of freedom, which I really, uh, really like. So. <laughs> um,
0: yes, Inès de la Versan, she's one of my favourites. I have her book on um, yes. Parisian chic. Yes, yes, yes. I love that book.
1: Well, in the book. The maison is in the book.
0: Yeah. She featured yes, us. Yes. Speaking of interesting women, can you tell us about recreating the fragrance of Marie Antoinette? I think that's very interesting.
1: Um, that was a project I was given in 2004. I l- loved it immediately because most of the time when you study fragrances at the perfumer school, you know that you, you study the notes, so you're told that uh, historical people you, used to have fragrances such as, and they will name raw materials. But we never smelled anything from that era because all the perfume from that era has disappeared. So I thought it was interesting for once, not only to talk about the perfume, but so to recreate the perfume and to, and to basically present the perfume and to... And to let people smell what it was wearing a perfume in the 18th in the late 18th century so i started to work out of uh, original formulas that we found uh, in libraries in the old library and doing research we find out that the queen and her house and her servants made uh, some orders to a perfumer Paris, in paris, based in paris. And we started to retrieve the formulas and to read them and to convert the quantities and to find the ingredients and to do all that. It took, us, uh, it took me about a year and a half to, to go through that.
0: Right. Did you enjoy the experience?
1: It's interesting because you learn a lot. For me, it was a very important.
0: Thing. You talk about raw materials. So um, they used to maybe take flowers and then distill it. Are there any new materials? That are coming into the fragrance market
1: you know where Marie Antoinette's period is the last period where perfume were only made with natural products they were only 100% natural products now um, what is interesting to know is that perfumery is contemporary of photography both modern perfumery is contemporary to photography that shows that at some point to create new things, perfumers had to have new materials to express themselves. What happened is the nineteenth century is a is a huge period of new of model, of industrialization and you have new technologies in a way, like electricity, telegraph was was was, was a big technology of the time. And Scientists and chemists started to look at how the material were made of. This is how they find out molecules. When they did some research about the molecule, chemists found that some molecules had a smell. So they turned back to perfumers, asking them if these molecules they were finding were, had an interest. Some molecules became uh, medicines, but some medi- some molecules became perfume ingredients. And in the middle of the 19th century, perfume became a blend between natural and synthetic notes because synthetic notes brought a huge variety of new shades, a huge diversity in, in facets. And you have brands such as Chanel, for example, such as Guerlain, uh, even now using synthetic notes.
0: Um, that brings me to my next question. You've created perfumes for some of the largest design houses, Dior, Lombard, and many of these contain a larger proportion of synthetic yes. uh, molecules. Is it to provide a lasting fragrance or?
1: People are always scared about to talk about synthetic notes and chemistry because they think that it's cheaper and it's bizarre because they think thinking about synthetics, they always think cheaper in perfume. <laughs> if you think about iPods, iPads, phones, it's all artificial. And it's not cheap, because it, there is a technology behind. And it's time, I think, for people to, to change their mind and to think that behind a synthetic molecule in perfumery, there is a lot of technology. And technology that you put on skin is not something bad, and you can't be afraid about it, because it's like basically wearing um, nylon fiber in fashion. Who will question now using nylon fiber in fashion? No one will question about it. And for, for an odd reason, perfumers basically missed that kind of technological transition that we needed to explain people that synthetic notes are more than welcome and they are needed. Needed for what? Needed because you bring new colors, you bring new shades, you bring new facets. Lily of the valley. Think about lily of the valley. Lilies, white, big lilies, all right? Even though the smell is very important when you have the fresh flower, it's impossible to get the smell out of it and to get a lily oil. It doesn't exist. No one on earth, so far, with the technology we have today, is capable to extract the oil out of lilies. How do you translate the smell in a perfume when you need it? You need synthetic notes. Synthetic notes can be seen as, can be seen as an X-ray machine that shows you your bones. It, it tells the perfumer what the flower is made of. Then you go back to the lab and you brought back each, sip, each bones together and you bring them back together so you, at the end you can reconstitute the flower. And synthetic notes help oh, you yeah. to do that. 99% of the market now is a blend of both.
0: I guess it's a matter of um, brands like Anik who who market themselves as being pure perfume from, only from natural
1: Because products. people forgot about the artistry beyond the perfume. They think about they sell perfume the way they would sell Carrot salad, and vegetables, it's natural. But you buy perfume for the beauty of the smell and for the emotion you get from the smell. Television or, let's say, uh, videos are synthetic. Would you refrain yourself looking, watching videos and you just look at paintings on canvas because paintings are natural? No, you don't. Um, music, if you think about music nowadays, Lady Gaga, it's synthetic. Would you not listen to Lady Gaga because it's synthetic and you, pre- and you will listen only to Mozart and Verdi and all the big masters? It doesn't make sense. So perfume has somehow lost its value as, as an art, lost its value as on the emotional side of it. And people think it's just like being, a, I don't know, vegetarian. It's the same kind of thing I, I believe.
0: And how much does the chemical makeup of our skin affect a fragrance?
1: Very little. <laughs> People think that there is a huge interaction between skin, there is an interaction between skin and perfume. Basically, it's like uh, clothing and body. If you, if you pick, if you go in a shop and you look at a piece of clothing and you look it up in a hanger, you will not have the same feeling that if you put it on yourself because the body gives gives life to your piece of clothing perfume is the same a perfume on the scent strip is halfway alive you need to put it on skin to make it to make it happen to make it breathe so the interaction with skin is different it it depends on many criteria where you live hot and humid countries are tougher for perfumes one of the tricks is to Maybe spray the inside of your shirt, the inside of your linen. So, because the body has a natural sweat. And when you spray the perfume on the, on the body, the natural sweat basically eats or disintegrates the perfume. So you may have interactions. What you wash with is very important. Some soaps or some body wash are so strong that they leave on you a smell. And when you put a perfume on top of that, it conflicts. Last, what you eat. If you eat a lot of garlic, uh, raw meat or grilled meat or fish or dairy product, your, your skin smells different. So if you add all this together, sometimes you may have a bad interaction with your perfume.
0: I see. That's really interesting. Um, how long does it take to create a fragrance?
1: <laughs> it's, it could be done in a day or it could be a lifetime uh, thing. It's, mm. that, you have no rules. I mean, what is important sometimes is just to... Uh, to be on a time frame, so you, you, you are like, you have a frame that gives you guidelines, so you are like, at least you have, you know when to stop, because sometimes it's endless. If you don't know how to stop, um, it's, it's on and on and on. You're never happy. It's like basically touching a book, and your publisher never tells you to stop, you know? Some, one day your publisher has to come and say, well, right, enough. We're done. It's all right. It will. It will. It will go well. Don't worry.
0: It's the same with any creative yeah, process: painting, exactly, or music. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: Are there any new smells in your in your horizon? The new smells that you work with. I. I don't know. Maybe the smell of butter or or unusual. The,
1: the olfactive uh, spectrum is very is very very big right now. The palette is, has about two thousand different materials. I think we're still missing some some very particular facets. Long-lasting freshness is very hard to create, for example. Um, sweet, but sensual, not sweet, not heavy, heady mm. notes. It's hard to do. So we have some, uh, I hope I will live long enough to, to see these molecules coming one day because they will bring a new dimension. Basically, it's like creating a new sound or a new technology. I mean, if you think about photography and video... And even if you think about movies and you had black and white mu- movie with no sound, then one day you had the sound, then you had colors and now we have 3D movies. It brings you new, new feelings, but what is important to understand is if you don't have a good story, no matter what the technology is, you will not have a good product or a good, a good piece of art.
0: Maison Francis Kurjan is available at the Grand Hyatt in Kuala Lumpur. We'll be back with more holiday beauty tips on a Sunday kind of beauty, BFM 89.9 It's a Sunday kind of beauty, our bi monthly episode of a Sunday kind of love dedicated to beauty addicts everywhere. I'm Maya Tan, and this is our holiday edition. And we're right smack in the middle of holiday season right now. And with many of us taking our year-end breaks, I thought it would be fun to take a peek into the travel makeup kit and compare notes with Lee Ying Lim, beauty editor of Harpers Bazaar Malaysia. Welcome back. Hi. Hi,
2: everyone. (laughs) So it's the Christmas season. Have you got like some big holiday plans up ahead? Um, Not really, but I think, uh, you know, like everyone else, I think we're gearing up for, well, at least two weeks of parties and (laughs) travelling as well. So, yeah, I hope everyone, I think everyone's kind of unwinding right now, a little bit more relaxed.
0: Well, speaking of holidays, I think it's that time of year where a lot of us are trying to clear our leave. Yes. Some of us are jet-setting to the Western Hemisphere where it's winter right now. And some of us are just doing some little laid-back tropical holidays. So I've always been curious about beauty editors and what's in your makeup
2: kit right have you got like a special travel makeup kit Um, it's funny that you ask because um, I'm sure you know the beauty editors will tell you that um, we pretty much have half of our luggage bags just full of toiletries (laughs) that we have to check in. But having said that, um, I think it's very important to also have something with you to carry on to um, the plane. That's right. Yeah, so that you can come out looking fresh and very, you know, Alexa Chung instead of, I don't know, uh, some celebrity who doesn't... <laughs> Chewbacca. Have, yeah, I know, I know. So, uh, yeah, I definitely have a small little pouch that comes with me and it has products that don't make a fuss, like that doesn't kick up a fuss at the immigration or the check-in counter mm. because the last thing you want to do is just take out everything from your bag and then let the, the, the person, the officer kind of like check and That's ask you right. what this is and things like that. It's oh. such
0: a hassle. Yeah. Everything has to be under 100 milliliters exactly. and you can only have 1,000 milliliters in total. Exactly. Yeah, I'm a big fan of travelling light as well. Mm -hmm. And I I realised that despite doing this beauty show, I actually have just this one pouch with all my makeup essentials in it. And that's all I take with me everywhere all year round. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but for travel, I also have a specific... Uh, set of things that I like to take with me so I thought it'd yeah. be great to compare what's yeah, yeah, in yours sure. and what's
2: in mine <laughs> yeah I know I know what you mean because like I, I think I also have a toiletry bag that's exactly like yours Um, that I just kind of pick up like oh I'm travelling somewhere just take this throw it into the bag and I'm done you know everything is there <laughs> so that's my travel essentials all there in the one pouch okay yeah. so why don't we start with yours okay firstly most important thing is you need a dry shampoo because you know, every girl, you you just need to come out looking fresh and not with limp hair, you know, because that's what the humidity and the, the air pressure does to your hair. So I, I love, love dry shampoo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it smells great as well, you know, and it gives you volume. So I actually love um, this dry shampoo from Dry Bar that I picked up when I was in San Francisco at Sephora. It texturizes, it cleanses, and it smells really good. Um, so you actually get a bit of volume as well. Another alternative Is probably Batiste yep. uh, They sell it in B.I.G They sell it in Village Grocers. So very, very, very nice brand I love it
0: And that's the most affordable one as well yeah. There's a brand I love From Sephora called Percy Reed Oh yes But Percy that Reed. sets you back about 60 ringgit for a small can exactly yeah. um, also we need to bear in mind
2: that it's an aerosol spray yes. so are you able to bring that on board actually yes You, you, it, it, they actually allow me to mm-hmm. so I was quite surprised but um, and it's in a very friendly size so uh, travel friendly size so yeah. it's really good I love it
0: the other option is Sephora itself they also have their own yeah. Sephora brand Sephora uh, dry shampoo everything. I know <laughs> and that comes in a very small travel size so you're quite safe whereas mm-hmm. Batiste tends to be of a bigger size yes but
2: you can always pack it in your luggage yes as well that's very that's light right. that's yeah. Right. yeah next okay next very important thing a face spray i love arcona they have a face spray that's called uh, arcona mineral magic it's amazing because Ooh. my skin gets really dry on on flights and everything and throughout the flight, I just keep spritzing it on. It's got this natural, all the natural goodness of um, sea minerals. So it keeps your moisture level in check. Very important.
0: Yeah. I have a face mist as well. I think, yeah. we, we, you know, yeah, we, we have similar things yeah. in our travel kit.
2: Yeah. Um, I use the Bobbi Brown
0: face mist. Mm. It's got chamomile green tea, which is an antioxidant, and cucumber extracts for oh. cooling you down and just calming down your skin. Right. Uh, but, you know, if you're allergic to fragrances, you have to note that they use lavender and geranium oil oh, right. in the face mist. That's why it smells great, right? right. And I love it. But um, do take care because if you are also using it after you've touched down on your holiday, if your skin is very dry and irritated because mm. you're either in extreme cold weather or mm. you're you very know hot. out in the sun, sun yeah. you might want to avoid putting it on when your skin is already irritated. Mm. But other than that, it smells great. It always makes you feel so fresh. And it's also great for setting you know, your powder, and your makeup before you go out at night. Finishing touch.
2: Yeah, just to give you that dewy look. That glow, right? That every girl will want. Yeah, Yeah, love it. Yeah. Um, You probably know by now that it's really important to be moisturised on the flight. It's amazing what a difference it makes. So I think... Uh, You know, you always hear stories about people who wear, you know, they put on a face mask, a sheet mask and all that. That's kind of scary. I personally don't do that. I mean, you don't want to sit next to someone who looks like Phantom or, you know, just with a sheet mask on their face, right? But it's okay to have it with you um, for your trip. Yeah, Yeah. on the trip, but not on the flight
1: itself.
2: No. (laughs) But um, having said that, you know, I think it's important to have a, a moisturizing serum that's strong enough. So I actually like the um the for beloved one hyaluronic acid serum. It's for people who are not comfortable with putting mask on the flight itself, um, because it's super moisturizing. Like I can't even Uh, begin to tell you how it suddenly just transformed immediately after like a 24-hour flight Mm. uh, from the U.S. It was so dry all the way. And then when I woke up, I was like, okay, I'm going to brush up and everything, put on, slap on my skincare. And then once I put that on, all my flaky skin, it just disappeared. It was amazing. You have to try it. For a beloved one, Hyaluronic Acid Serum.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, I think everyone has their own set of favorite moisturizers, toners, mm. and course, and yeah. face wash. Uh, with them, you should have them in travel sizes with you. But just for added protection, I sometimes bring the La Mer Renewal Oil oh, with fantastic. me. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it contains the Miracle Broth, which is the mm-hmm. famous La Mer Miracle Broth made out of sea kelp. And it's La Mer's first oil. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we talked about mm-hmm. it in the last episode as well. So mm-hmm. it contains a blend of oils and the Miracle Broth. And you can use it from top to toe, so on your yeah, hair perfect. and on your body. Cuticles as well. Cuticles. So it's great for emergencies. So you have yeah. your moisturizers, your toners, but just as an extra protection either just to heal or for extra dryness or maybe use it to treat extra dry hair and things yeah, like that
2: exactly i think Freezy it's um, <laughs>
0: it's a good one to have for emergencies definitely
2: what's next on your list definitely some makeup because you you know moisturize and everything having said that you just need some color sometimes on your skin cuz it gets a little bit dull mm-hmm. so i love uh, chanel le beige um, it's actually a powder compact um, that comes with a little bit of, like a, a few sets of colours. So when you swirl your brush around it, uh, it comes off with a beautiful, healthy glow. So a very Giselle Bunchen glow. Wow, I love fiddly things like that. Yeah, it's beautiful. I love it when you have to
0: swirl your brush and across so, different colours. Uh, yeah,
2: it's beautiful. And it does. you don't need to think too much about it because sometimes women are like, oh no, how do I use it? Because so many colours in one compact, how do I actually use it? But this is so full You just swirl it and just dust it all over your face, you're good. And if you want a little bit more blush uh, or certain contouring uh, for your face area, just add a little bit more and just kind of concentrate on the area and you're good to go. Mm. I love it. I love it. What I
0: bring with me uh, to travel is the Naked on the Run palette by Urban Decay. Oh, I
2: love Urban Decay. Yeah, yeah, that
0: one is in particular quite a useful one because mm. it has all the neutrals. Mm-hmm. And you can go a little bit more bronze or gold for nighttime. Yeah. But during the day, it's just yeah. very natural, very nude, very neutral colors. Um, and it's got a bit of everything that you need. You know, you've know, you got yeah. your facial contours and highlights. And then yeah. you've got the Eyeshadow. eyeshadows, the lovely taupes and bronzes. You've got a nice, warm blush. You've got a great glide-on eyeliner, uh, mascara, and a very natural-looking lip colour, which you can also put on top of darker colours if you have. It's just perfect for travel. And it's just this wonderful thing, and everything that you need is there. But also in terms of uh, bases, I like to use the Hello Flawless Oxygen Wow Oil-Free skin tint Mm -hmm. Um, and it also comes with SPF 25 so often it doubles up as my facial facial sunblock because my skin doesn't take too well with other sunblocks. Yeah. I always break out. Sunblocks are very tricky things. Yeah. yeah. So this one also is great because it's makeup that doesn't oxidise. Mm. So you don't Perfect. sort of like end up being a different shade at the end right. of the day and That's it kind great. of you know for long flights it's great because you look the same yeah. and quite fresh throughout it all and uh, just to top off on that I use some Laura Mercier Translucent Loose Setting Powder mm. just brush it on top but I I think your Thank Chanel... Um, Le Beige. Yeah, that one sounds
2: really exciting. i probably yeah. look out for that. Yeah, check it out. Um, speaking of bases, you need something that stays on throughout the flight and also when you come off, you still look fresh-faced. So I actually like um Soasu Perfecting Cushion only because most of the time foundations are liquid form and they're in bottles and they can be quite a hassle to carry on to flights. flight. Um, that's why I like this one because it's like a BB cushion. But it's kind of like, it's got a foundation texture. So uh, I can tell you, there was this one time um, when we touched down, uh, all of us beauty editors, we went to the toilet to touch up and everything, and all of us whipped out the same thing. (laughs) That's the Suazu Su Perfecting Cushion. Yeah, you can use it as a base or like a tinted moisturizer or even as a foundation. It's got really good coverage, I think. And it gives you a glow. You know how these Korean products they just somehow, you know, they make you look fairer, they make you look glowy. So it's really Yeah, cool. they're really excellent. And if you want some travel
0: sized samples to take with you, they often have a lot of sample sized kits. Yes. Selling at Guardian for example. Yeah, Hada Labo's really affordable. got some mm. great travel kits. Mm.
2: And s- I'm um, sure Sulwasu has some as well. Yeah, they definitely do. And it comes in a beautiful pouch as well. Like mm. a very Korean uh, heritage pouch. And it's all
0: very, very affordable. Yeah. Hada Labo, I was actually quite amazed at how well my skin took to it. Mm. There's a hyaluronic moisturiser oh. that they have, which is great. Yeah, And because it's made for Asian skin, I think yes. it it will surprise you. And plus, Japanese
2: you yeah. can't do no wrong with skincare when yes it comes to plus
0: it's also for cold climates that can turn you know a little bit more humid and warm as well yeah. so I think you've got your bases covered there definitely yeah the other thing that I've got on my list would be the waterproof stuff
2: ah, <laughs> definitely yeah, yeah for beach holidays yeah. especially
0: well you can use this also if you're going skiing I suppose oh yes um, right. my favourites are uh, Stila's stay all day waterproof liquid eyeliner mm. that is great it comes in a pen form and you've got a nice soft brush at the end and it's just really easy for application, great for drawing cat's eyes mm-hmm. and it stays all day. It really is quite waterproof unless you're rubbing your eye you know. And all, all the time. Or if you're really just plunging into the pool and stuff <laughs> like that but if you're careful and you're behind your sunglasses or you've got your goggles on, you'll be surprised at how well Even it stays. for swimming? Even for swimming. I know I am crazy that way. Wow. But if you don't want to do any eyeliner when you go into the pool or the beach then um, you know a waterproof must Mascara is great, and. I've tried all sorts of different brands. There are different mascaras that work in different ways, Mm -hmm. you know, lengthening, volumizing, curling and so on. Mm -hmm. But for a good waterproof mascara, I think you have to splurge a little bit. And uh, my favourite is Dior Shows Waterproof Mascara Mm -hmm. because it doesn't clump or smear and it
2: really lasts and it's also easy to remove at the end of the day. Right. For me, I don't really go on a lot of beach holidays so I can't really relate on that point point. And also skiing, but um, I would want to wear some mascara or um, makeup that stays even after a good massage. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, a mascara that I really love that doesn't come off is um, actually the NARS uh, Audacious Mascara. It's really it just stays on, um, doesn't clump. So when you come out, you look you still look fresh and not half asleep. So it's really good. It's really good. I love that one. Excellent.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I do have one last thing which mm-hmm. I like to pack with me and it's, it is a, a mask. Actually, oh. mm. I have two masks with me. One is the Estee Lauder Micro Essence Infusion Mask. Oh, if wow. You know, yeah, that's quite a luxurious yes. one. Because after the stress of flying or being in the sun a lot or being in cold winds, you might want something to calm your skin down. Mm. So I, I don't recommend you put this on on the flight itself. <laughs> Although you can if you want to, you know, if you don't really care. Yeah. Especially if everyone around you is asleep, right? Yes. But I love putting this mask on after a bath and, you know, just feeling the coolness seep into your skin. It contains antioxidants and anti-irritants and some barrier-repairing ingredients such as uh, Bifida ferment lysate, mm. which is a type of friendly bacteria. And uh, it's also great for those who, are, who have very sensitive skin. Mm. Like, I tend to break out a lot, so I have to be very careful with what I put on my skin. But this one sort of really holds the moisture there nice. without the danger of breaking out. And immediately, I think... Um, After that, if you fall asleep and you wake up in the morning, you actually feel, you know, very hydrated and even quite firm. Yeah, very moist. Uh, The other mask that I really like is Origins Original Skin Retexturizing Mask with Rose Clay. It goes on for about 10 minutes Mm -hmm. and there are these exfoliating beads. So after it dries, you kind of massage some water into it. So it acts as an exfoliating scrub as well as a mask. And it's really great for tightening your pores, you know, to look your best the next day. Or you could even do it when you have your evening downtime, you know, before you go out for sunset drinks and stuff like that. It also comes with a serum and that's also really nice lightweight, makes your skin feel so comfortable. I sometimes use that alone without a moisturiser, although I know Mm. it's
2: really bad of me, but it really does work. Or you could put the serum on and then put the mask on just to get more more boost to whatever the mask is giving you. At wow, the, at I never time. thought of that. You yeah. should give it a try. Yeah, I think instructions say to sort of wash
0: and tone your face before you put that on. But oh. yeah, you're right. Maybe the serum <laughs> should go on as well. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, I actually do that with my masks. And speaking of rose masks, I actually have one favourite as well, the Fresh. Rose uh, face mask. It has real rose petals in it. I'm telling you, Maya, you have to try it. It's beautiful. It does the same thing, uh, similar at least. It firms up your skin, but the texture is like jelly and it's got real rose petals in it. Mm. Um, So it's a real luxury. It feels like a real luxury on the skin. It's great.
0: And uh, I think just before we go, a little tip that I have is Muji. It's great for all the different travel Pouches and bottles, and you can customise it in any way that you wish. Don't break your back, right? Travel light. And
2: it keeps everything compact, like all in one space. Exactly. Exactly. So, happy travels. Yes.
0: Don't go away. Li Ying will be sharing some nifty tricks for going from office to party in a jiffy on a Sunday Kind of Love, BFM 89.9. It's A Sunday Kind of Beauty, our bi-monthly episode of A Sunday Kind of Love, dedicated to beauty addicts everywhere. I'm Maya Tan. Now it's the year-end party season, so let's take some advice from a beauty editor no less, Lee Ying Lim from Harpers Bazaar Malaysia.
2: First of all, you will want items that you can easily slip into a little purse because you don't want to be toting around a really big bag when you're going to parties, you know. So something slick and really easy to carry and not too heavy. You want to get this product that I love, which is from Urban Decay. It's called Mascara Resurrection. Um, If you're going from the office to the party, I think your mascara has probably been on your lashes for hours. So this amazing product actually can take off your mascara so that, you know, all the clumps and everything will be out of it. And then you can put on a new layer, a fresh layer on the lashes. So... That's really cool. It's a primer and also just a refresher for your lashes. But um, if you feel that, you know, your, your lashes are all okay and all good, but you just want to kind of like volumize it and make it darker and lengthen it, um, I love uh, Shiseido Full Lash Mascara um, only because it really stays on. So I actually would advise you to use this already in the morning and then just kind of add it on uh, once the evening comes and before you hit up the party service. So Good. The third one on my list is NARS Multiple. How can you not include this in your arsenal, right? Because this, uh, the NARS Multiple, is really famous all across the world because. Um, It can go on every part of your body Well, at least your face You can can actually use it on your body as well If you want to add a little shine and glow But um, the colour The colour that can really go On your skin beautifully Is in abundance at their store So just pick up the one that you really want Because you can use it on your cheeks, on your lips And even on your eyelids So it's just a stick So um, most of the stuff that I pick out here They are actually all sticks So you can just put it into your purse really easily. So yeah, the fourth item on my list is the Burberry Face Contour Pencil really you can do no wrong with this because I think a lot of people are very worried about contouring and doing it wrong but this one you can literally just draw all over your face well okay not all over but at least the parts that you want to which is the hollow of your cheeks and also the V line of your face and then you just kind of blend it in with your fingers really super easy you can do no wrong with this um, I mean when I met uh, Wendy Rowe in uh, Tokyo interviewing her about this product she actually said like Sienna Miller loves it Um Naomi Campbell loves it So I think you will love it For sure (laughs) The fifth one on my list Is the um, By Terry Light Expert Click brush So you just click once And you get a foundation A concealer And a highlighter All in one really easy And it smells amazing So if um, you ever get caught In a situation Where you're going to get A kiss from someone special I'm sure you will love the smell Trust me It's really good And then finally on my list is actually a lipstick. Well, a lip gloss cum lipstick thing. It's called MAC Retro Matte. And, uh, you know, basically from what the name suggests, it's actually a very matte colour, which I'm actually wearing right now. And the colour is really high wattage, but it comes in a lip gloss form. So once you put it on, um, I'm really obsessed with it because the colours are so striking and unique. Uh, You get the high wattage reds and the high wattage purples. And it sticks on forever. So even when you're sipping from your wine glass and all that, it doesn't leave a residue. It's really good. And it takes you can take it off really easily. Don't worry about it.
0: Thanks for being with us, Li Ying. Yep. Thank you. Have a great holiday season and uh, Happy New Year. We'll Merry s- Christmas. Yeah, and we'll see you again next year. Yes. And that was our holiday edition episode of A Sunday Kind of Beauty. A Sunday Kind of Love will be back next week. This is Lainey with Made in Hollywood, taken from their album Make Out. I'm Maya Tan on BFM eighty nine point nine.